This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome to Attacking Third, a CBS Sports soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host, Lisa Roman, NWSL analyst and broadcaster. We have a special edition interview episode for everyone today. We are joined by Sadella Marley, infamously known as the global ambassador for Jamaica Women's Football Program, also Bob Marley's daughter. Most recently, she is the brains behind the Football is Freedom Festival, and we are going to chat all about that today. Welcome to the show. Sadella, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Happy to be here. Let's talk football is freedom. We're excited to talk about football is freedom. It's going to be taking place coming up very soon around the international window where international friendly match is going to be taking place between Jamaica's reggae girls and Costa Rica La Cele. And we're excited about it. We're always excited to talk about everything going on in our version of the game. Let's get into uh, football is freedom. This is an inaugural event. And uh, Football is Freedom is actually going to be a a really big event. It's a festival. It's involving football, music. So why don't you tell us a little bit all about the festival and and what is the Football is Freedom Festival? Well, the core mission of now we go by fifth. (laughs) (laughs) Can't get FIFA. Yeah, we we couldn't do FIFA. (laughs) So we just did fifth. Um, But so the, the core mission of, of Football is Freedom is to support the development of women's football at the grassroots um, level in the region. Um, and hopefully this event will help start the fundraising, the fundraising. Uh-huh. Yeah, we need to do a lot of fundraising for you know our teams in our region 41. and the diaspora. Um, we also hope to support the growth and development of national teams by staging annual exhibition matches, um, mini tournaments. Um, so, you know, when, when the mind goes football, we, we, we kind of go really broad. And so we're just hoping for a lot of things that can happen um, through football is freedom. The big, the big thing that we really want to do is actually build academies. Yeah, I'm looking at my cousin because she's actually the one who... <laughs> Yeah, she's really the mastermind behind all of this stuff. Okay. She made me head of missions. Yeah. She said head of missions. Yeah. So I just came up with a mission. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then we want to invest in the holistic wellness of the players. We want to fund scholarships and programs that assist the players um, when it's time for them to retire, you know, which in football it can be today or it can be two years or it can be 10 years. Mm-hmm. So what we have noticed um, with our reggae girls is that sometimes these injuries don't get taken care of. And, you know, you know what happens after that. You know, they say bye bye. Wish you the best and good luck. Um, so we want to kind of put an end to that. So it's it's ambitious what we're doing. Um, but we believe that 
it has to start somewhere. And um, if it starts with us, that's okay. This event and the festival, FIF, I love that. Uh, it centers around the friendly between Jamaica and Costa Rica, and it's going to be hosted in Fort Lauderdale at their DRV Pink Stadium. Why did you choose this friendly and, and this location to launch this festival? Well, first of all, this is where I live. This is my hometown. So it was very, it was just very comfortable. And then two, because most of our players are, you know, in Europe. So this is a central location, you know, to get to America, blah, blah, blah. You come to Miami. Um, what else would you say, Michelle? Well, because we have a get large- Get your face in the camera. Yes, ma'am. We have a large, we have a very large diaspora community here. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they call South Florida, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, West Palm. They call it Floribian a lot of times, you know, um, because it's the gateway really for the Caribbean, Latin America, Central Latin America. And obviously CONCACAF has 41 member associations. So once Cidela said, okay, you know, because we would go and travel over the last seven years and every match we went to, because Cidela took us to every match. If the reggae girls were playing, the whole family loaded up like the Partridge family and we were out there yeah. at every match. Yeah. You know, and we would be in DR, for example, and we'd be the only people in the entire stadium for both teams. Yeah. Um, you know, she met teams from Mexico, Panama and Trinidad. And she was like, but these girls are really good. Like they can play, like how come people don't see them play? Mm -hmm. So the whole idea of South Florida is it gives the opportunity in America for both of these teams, Costa Rica and Jamaica, two World Cup qualifying teams to have like a home game experience in North America. Drive Pink Stadium in the heart of Fort Lauderdale is a large diaspora community. Drive Pink Stadium was named in order to honor um, the auto nation owner's wife's breast cancer fight, but they've never had women in the stadium. So that was a happy accident. <laughs> well, no, I love the, I love the discussion of uh, the overall encompassing uh, discussion of, of CONCACAF as a whole, right? Because the, the reality, the reality is, and, and this can be true for all federations that, you know, not, not all, Federation teams are uh, created equal, right? So mm -hmm. there's there's different there's different areas in which uh, certain no teams, title nine outside of America, for example. Or, correct. Yeah, there's certain there's certain teams that uh, their their fights for equity and certain things look a little bit different, right? Yeah. Um, and I love the the conversation about um, ensuring that an event like this is reflective of the diaspora. That's so that's so very, very important. Let's maybe uh, say with that uh, a little bit in terms of the focusing on the, the FIF, the football's freedom initiative. It's it's centered to it, the project is centered around football and, and the, the success of the game. So let's let's talk about that. The success part of it. What is the goal of, of the initiatives? The, the success component is it to directly benefit? Um, you know, there are benefits there. I heard you talk a little bit about Jamaica and the and the selection. Um, but is it is it just also going to be beneficial for for the community at large? For yeah. sure. Well, basically, the idea is number one is this is going to be an annual event. It may not be the same teams every year. I love you know, that. This is the whole thing. Yeah. You know, the idea, number one, too, that not only do you have the senior national teams, you have the U-17, you have the U-20. And, you know, just to go back to what you're saying about the region is that obviously the bragging rights for CONCACAF are really in the women's game. That's where the medals are. But they're really in the three bigger countries. 
you know, and, and so the idea is even if we want to get stronger as a union, as, as a as a confederation, if we want some a little bit more respect on our name, so to speak, you know, that's kind of in the women's game. And, you know, and in the Caribbean and Central Latin America and Latin America, it's natural to us. It's, it's natural to how we play. So if we can raise the money with this match and, and it's really key, the match itself is a great match. 10% of, of the net proceeds will go immediately to each national team that is participating. And that is what we want to make a staple component every year, whichever teams participate, because they always need money. Yeah, they always need money. Um, they never have the same sponsorship level. They never have the same support, um, but they have the talent. They have the ability. So they just need that opportunity. Then another portion of the proceeds is going to go directly into diaspora communities here in the United States where there are already organizations like FCC USA, um, different organizations that are exposing young girls to football. And these girls can play not only on the U.S. national team, you know, because of the rules, some of them are eligible to then play in these countries where their grandmother was born, their grandfather was born. So a lot of times, and I'm a huge Megan Rapino fan. I have purple hair. I didn't bring it with me, but I have like purple hair. Um, but there was and a purple cat suit. Yeah, we do Super Team World Fridays because it gets tough around here. (laughs) (laughs) So, but the thing is that there's something about a little girl watching a girl that looks like her play this game. Um, I have this picture, I'll send it to you that we just took by accident one day in Jamaica. Seven years ago, there was a girl that came out of the newspaper playing soccer with a rock and some boys, a schoolgirl kicking a rock. Then it was like Rockstone or something. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, what? So like we loaded up the reggae girls and they went out there. And this was before any type of World Cup qualifiers. This was really even at the beginning of Sedella as ambassador. Yeah. So yeah. this was when nobody knew anybody. And if you see the way this little girl looked at this football player in a uniform, a reggae girl, a reggae girl. Yeah. And she handed her the ball. And there was this look of total adoration on this little girl's face. And that's kind of what keeps us going when it gets a little funky around here sometimes is just this idea. You know, so doing this here in South Florida, you have the opportunity for Costa Rica, Mm -hmm. you know, who has done amazing things. And we must we must point out that the first World Cup we ever went to yeah. was in Costa Rica. First Women's World Cup was first. like U17 yeah. or U20 or something. And that was my first experience of just being in a full arena stadium where women are playing football. And I was like, wow, that was also the, the time I met um, the president, Mr. Black at that time. Yeah. yeah. I didn't know who he was. Yeah. We didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't, we didn't, we didn't understand what was happening. We just smiling, <laughs> taking pictures. <laughs> you know, they're all, they're all these, every country was there because it was a final. Every country was there. Yeah. And I was just so impressed. Not only was because the, the, um, the president of Costa Rica, I don't know if she's she a woman, a woman. So, I mean, I was just like blown away. Here's a woman president here. She is at the football game. You know, it's in her country. Her team is playing and the vibe was just so it was just, it was just different. Yeah. It was a different experience because when we were traveling with the reggae girls, we didn't see none of that. Like Mitchell nobody. said, <laughs> nobody was in the stadium. You know, there was nobody. So we, 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 we traveled with a boom box. So we could play music and lively up ourselves because we were the only ones there. 
And I was like, wait, people are not understanding what this is, obviously. You know, I know, I know a lot of other countries get it, but for our people in the Caribbean and diaspora, I think we need to like shake them up and, and let them realize that this can do so much for the young girls and the young boys too, actually. Mm -hmm. um, but since we're talking about, you know, girls, this can really do what we've seen and happen for our Jamaican girls is taking them out of, listen, it's taking them out of not only out of poverty, but them just being able to have the scholarships and, and to go like Khadija now, she's playing for Manchester. I mean, it's mm -hmm. craziness mm -hmm. with our bachelor's degree, though, by the way. Exactly. You know, um, we've got we've we've got players with Cambridge Rhodes scholars. Yeah. And they can play ball and they can, play you know, ball. so it's it's not there's so much that that ball at a girl's foot can do this ball at a girl's foot. Mm -hmm. And I mean, and, and my thing is, and the reason the music comes into it, right? Because like we dance, she dances. I'm, I, I try, but she she dances. Right. And my thing is, there's a natural rhythm in the islands, period. Mm -hmm. So I was watching the girls train one day and they were using those little Brazilian ones, like the little small ones. And I was just watching them use it for their agility and stuff. And I, and I was like, Sid, you just imagine in Jamaica, because we grew up around music. So you just about taking like a little girl and just rolling that ball to her at two or three years old and just letting her do her thing. Do you know what this region could look like at the global level for women's football, if on every one of these islands and every one of these central Latin America, if we just roll this little ball at this little girl's feet and let her figure it out. Looking at, at where you have come and how much you want the people of Jamaica to know, um, Sidella, for you specifically, you've talked about your history and how you've now become global ambassador and you're launching this football festival and you're raising money for these teams. You're doing so much for them. Um, taking a look back at how you got to this place, you in 2014, you became the global ambassador for the Jamaican women's national football team. How did you fall into that role? How, how did you get to where you are today? Well, you know, you have good accidents. So my, my, my youngest, he came home with a flyer, um, very small flyer. And it was really, it was a fundraising event happening. And he was like, mom, the coach acts, I give this to you to see and I was like, what is this? I said, what, what, what are the reggae girls? I had no idea what this was. Um, so I called my best cuz and I said, let's figure this out. We called the Federation in Jamaica. We asked, what is this? They tell us, what is it? What can we do? And they told us what we could do. And we said at the time, I was like, okay, no problem. I had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> I was we like, hoodwinked. wait they don't love this as much as we do. What's happening? <laughs> what's, what's going on? Like my dad played football forever. Mm -hmm. You know, as far as I can remember my dad, my dad, if he didn't have the guitar, he had a football, you know, or he had something else, which, you know, whatever. Um, but it's what, what I knew and what I loved. And so the deeper we got into it, it's the more we, we were like, Oh, okay. It's a, it's a, it's a bigger issue. Like it's a gender issue. It becomes, it becomes a totally different feeling that I got. And then I got angry. A little bit. Yeah, I got, I got a little bit, right. Mm -hmm. 
just a little bit. I got I got angry because what I was hearing just didn't jive with me. Um, I'm a mother of three boys, but I have maybe like 60 nieces. So I am I am a mother of 60 girls, put it that way. And if anyone had said to them at any time in their lives, um, you can't do this just because you're a girl, I would have a problem with that, you know? And so that's when we really hyper-focus on the real issues, the real issues. And that's how we're here now because mm -hmm. not much has really changed, you know? And we, we keep bucking up on the same federations, the same people, the same heads, the same gen sex, the same, the same people who in my, in my heart, I feel like the progress that we can actually make for women in football. Yeah, we, but we get, we get to fight still, but we, we know who's fighting us. So we kind of go, okay, next, you know? Um, and that's why, yeah, it's brought us here and it's made us stay here. And um, when people said Jamaica would never qualify for a world cup, um, the girls proved them wrong. And, and it was just really, they did it with little, you know, when, when you look at the bigger scope of, of other countries like the USA and, and the budgets and our girls did that with very little. So imagine, imagine if we had a little bit more to give to them so they can be better at everything that they want to do on the field. It's, you know, it can be a problem for some other countries. Not, not, not can be. It is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> we keep it very real here on attacking third. It, it is. That's what we talk. We talk about the women's game, and we know um, yeah, yeah. That, that it is. It, that's a fact, and it, it has been. I, I, I love the conversation that we're having having right now, and and the honesty that that is uh, being discussed about about everything right now. Because some that's really what it's about. Sometimes it's sometimes it's not just about having a seat at the table sometimes it really is about smashing that seat and creating a newer and and, and better yeah, one, yeah. right nice it has been um it has been a tough road you know for, for jamaica for reggae girls specifically to to find themselves to to stay on the field and, mm -hmm. and be able to compete um but let's let's get a little more specific what what are maybe some of the the more current challenges that this team continues to to face well, we can tell you about what's happening like right now. Get your own footballs. Yeah, right now we say to the Federation, okay, we need, how many balls we wanted? Six? Twelve. Twelve. Um, they said, well, good luck. And we okay. said, what do you mean good luck? Don't you have them? Yeah. And so we're being told, well, we had to give them to the grassroots programs and we have to give them to this thing and we have to give them. And I'm like, but it's your national team getting ready to take the field. Come on now. Can't you find the balls? No, and we got to get on this private plane. So we'll see you when we get back. Um, stop it. Well, that's what they did. They did. Okay. Yeah, so, so the ball was said real. She said real. Get it. The ball okay. was one. Then the next thing now we were our equipment, mm -hmm. right? Which we so, still don't have all the equipment. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we get to it's fight. It's still money. It's, it's yeah. still, it's still, you know what? I, I, and I'm learning to be less angry because I was like, really, I've been like really, really angry because we really thought, well, first of all, we were naive the first time in Costa Rica because we were like, this stadium is full yeah. and, and look at all this. And 
Costa Rica, this is great. Wait till we get back to Jamaica. It's going to be so good. Yeah. And we got back to Jamaica and they're like, well, no, we don't really care. Yeah, mm. yeah. These girls, why don't they go play netball or something? Tennis. And we're like, it's good swimming. Wow, okay. Like we met with <laughs> bank leaders and we were like, they're like, they're not really that marketable. I was like, they all have college degrees. They'd be so corporate friendly. Have you considered netball? And did Sedona see the reggae boys? And we're like... Yeah. yeah. Okay. So when and then when they qualified, right? Because first of all, and 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 I love what I love about America is that because it's such a melting pot of 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 international people, especially here in Florida, there were coaches up here who were within the U.S. system who had ties to Jamaica and the Caribbean, and they saw her, and they said, "Well, you know what? We think we can help." And then they started calling other people strength and conditioning, like Spectrum Sports Performance in Orlando that trains Alex Morgan and all of these people. And they looked at these girls and said, but they deserve better. So, for example, we've had Will Hitzelberger for the last seven years, Mm -hmm. you know, creating strategies and training programs for these girls in Jamaica for nothing. You know, um, so we've had people who just kind of sewed into these girls from all over. You know, and that was the thing that made us feel like, you know, we're doing the right thing and they're they're getting the shot. And then when they qualified, you know, after we finished like crying and dancing and jump, jumping down and stuff, we were like, oh, good. Now everybody will get it because yeah, no. they saw it. Mm-mm. And like, well, no, they got it. They got it because they got bonuses and stuff. Then yeah. they kept it. <laughs> and and then the girls still didn't get it. <laughs> and, the girls had to go. and it was like weird because the other thing is like she's kind of a business person like i don't know if people like have seen anything like the ihax jerseys and like the books and you know <laughs> like the cookbooks and it's the skip marley thing that she does and you know she's like she's got a lot of jobs and she's like really good at business but i love this one yeah but the thing is as a businesswoman, yeah. the idea that there are businessmen mm-hmm. who don't see the no-brainer in this yeah it's another challenge you know, so it's like the idea of now taking all of these teams and saying, listen, let's let the world see what you can really do. Let's let America that has so many people from Costa Rica, from Colombia, from see what you guys can do, you know, because Costa Rica is getting ready to host another World Cup. Yeah. But and as a mother of four boys, let me say I recognize this because these are the things that can really tick you off. Right. But the truth of the matter is every man on the planet who is involved in football today at every level started out as a little boy on a pitch that he was pretty much taught was his exclusive territory. This is a fact, mm-hmm. right? So the most you can hope for with them as adults is that they don't mind sharing it with the girls, but in their mind, it is very much the money, the pitch, the footballs, the GPS equipment, Mm-hmm. is very much theirs to decide to share. And that's not a mindset you can mandate or legislate. You know, after 25 years, the U.S. women's national team is still is fighting for equal pay. In Jamaica and in Costa Rica and in Peru, and they're fighting for pay and sports bras. Like, really? You do a kit deal, you know you've got three women's teams. It doesn't occur to you to say, dude, we're going to need X amount of sports bras every year. So that's just the reality. So the thing is, everything can't be done in a federation level. Yeah. Because the other thing is, if a guy does want to do something different, he might run the risk of getting voted out by all so, the other guys. 
So it comes down to changing really the mindset of people and and the foundation of how young boys and little boys think of the game of football and especially little girls that they belong and that this is a place for them um, not to be borrowed from the boys, but that it is equally theirs and equally deserving of them, whether it's the pitch or the balls or anything or the kits or anything. So Sidella, and when you look at the future of Jamaican women's soccer in five years, how do you see that landscape five years from now? I think if we keep doing what we're doing um, and it takes a collective, you know, it takes me, you, Sandra, you know, it's, it's going to be a collective. Um, I think we will be dominating the game. I really do. I think this whole region, yeah. like, I don't mean yeah. to be funny. I don't mean to be funny. And and I and I say it a lot. Because I think I, everybody has a little yeah. Jamaican in them. Well, I like to. I like to. It's just good. This is good. We're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. We're everywhere. Yeah. And we're like cultural MSG. That's why I tell people all the time. Like, no, I mean, like a Jamaican pulls up and your food tastes different. Your clothes <laughs> look different. Your music sounds different. We are cultural MSG. If yeah. Christian Dior, like, I'm sorry, we're cultural MSG. You know, this is a good thing to say. Right. But the other thing is, like I said, Costa Rica's number 37. That's no slouch. Mm-hmm. And for the last and listen, there's a rivalry between these two teams, mm-hmm. you know, that they've had from the U17 level. You know, our very nice, mild mannered Canadian head coach Busby got kicked out of the game against Costa Rica at the U17 level a few years ago. Like that story made me laugh. I'm like, you like you're not even like allowed. You're like Canadian Jamaican. You're like, oh, nice. Yeah. I get kicked out of stuff like like that's why I'm used to being off camera because I'm the trouble. I'm not. No, she it, <laughs> it's on me. It's on me. <laughs> but the thing is that we can build a seriously competitive mm-hmm. region and it starts like I don't mean to be funny. All of this is great. The mission is great. Sidella's idea is great. What she's bringing to this is great. But if nobody sees it, yeah, who who cares? Because who knows? So it does start with the idea of it's a match, it's a game, but it's not really. It's a game changer because the money from these kind of events not only does it give exposure to how well these teams can play, but we're bringing both teams in starting on Sunday for one week training camp, mm-hmm. coming out of a pandemic where. Even if the players have been on club teams and in college teams, they have not had opportunities to get together and they're getting ready to go into World Cup qualifiers yeah. again. Yeah. So in the midst of this, you know, she's kind of took a shot even before a ticket has been sold and doubled down on this because she's flying in these two teams, housing them for a week. You know, it's not the pre-pandemic situation where you put them in double rooms and all that. So you're talking 80 people, single rooms times seven. Yeah, the budget double the food. tripled. <laughs> you know, um, and then yeah. thank God for Drive Pink Stadium. They also just told us today because they're training at Drive Pink every day. Right. So it's not just the match. This is one of the top quality training facilities down here. So both of these teams are getting to train at a level that they don't normally get access to unless the U.S. invites them to play somewhere in a tournament. So what we're really trying to create is an environment where any of these teams and some of them maybe aren't at the she believes level yet, for example. But in, you know, next year you could bring in these kind of teams. So if people buy these tickets, if people watch this match on the app, because 
it's in the season. So even the broadcast deal was hard to get, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, you know, but this is just the first year because you got to start somewhere. Yeah. But it starts with buy a ticket, like literally buy a ticket. Come watch World Cup quality football because mm-hmm. this is a great initiative. It's all these things, but they can also play. Play. We don't do paper champions around here because she doesn't allow that. No, she, she really doesn't. Yeah. You know, at any level. That's right. It's a competition. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and the thing yeah. is, the reason that they belong, the reason we belong mm-hmm. is because we can play. Yeah. It, it's not it's not it's not a title nine thing. It's not a oh, let's be equal thing. It's no. A lot of these guys that play in these Sunday clubs and leagues and think they're so great. Um, if we line them up against Allison Swaby and Khadija Shaw and, and Tiffany Cameron, yeah. you know, there'd be a problem. We're dropping, we're dropping names now. We're dropping <laughs> names. I love it. I got names, you know, and, but see, that's a beautiful thing is that now seven years later, you know, and, and we had wonderful players seven years ago. They didn't have a system to play in. Yeah. They didn't have the opportunity. We had the Shakira Duncans. We had the Christina Murrays. We had the Venetia Stringbean Reed. And those were the girls who inspired Girls like Jody and Bunny. And so this that's why this 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 fifth mission mm-hmm. is trifold, because we've got those players from then who are transitioning into a life after giving more than half their life mm-hmm. to playing this game for free yeah. for their country. Yeah. You know, with not health care, with not, you know, we've got girls under 30 with no cartilage in their knee. And it's a story we've hear we've heard everywhere. Mm-hmm. So the thing is that. A lot of these countries didn't have a Sedella Marley to call attention to it. But just like Marta said to you in France, that yeah. time that we got locked out that gate. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> we got locked out of the gate at the match in France. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah. But Marta Silva came out of the gate. She did. To see you. She did. And that was that was like one of the most amazing, like, like certain things, certain life events happen. And for me, like is a highlight, you know, because I'm a fan. Yeah. I almost lost my you know, and, <laughs> and then even when our girls were so scared to, to come out the gate, she was like, open the gate, <laughs> I mean, open the gate. And we sang one love and, and it was just, it was just a feel good moment. Yeah. And, but she told you. Yeah, she did tell me. She said, you're doing this for all of us. You're doing this for all of us. And then she, she, she went into my chest and she said, you, I was a little intimidated. <laughs> so, wow. I can't mess this up now. No, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. But Bob Marley is so popular in Brazil. I think the thing is like, and we talk about this because there's been a lot of wine over the last seven years. There's been a lot of conversations where we really sat and looked at each other because we're like, but what do we do? Mm-hmm. What do we do? And this thing about football is freedom. Is this football doesn't even cost much, right? But this football in places in the world where it's hard to do a lot of things. This ball literally, you know, puts the world at a kid's foot. A kid can dream about the idea, not just of playing this game somewhere in the world, but seeing the world, getting an education. This is football is freedom from poverty, Mm -hmm. from limitation, from this idea that you don't fit, that you don't belong, that you're weird because you want to play ball. Yeah. Um, this this is bigger than like anything that like, I mean, we get big ideas and then we kind of go, oh crap. 
this big idea. Yeah, calm down. Yeah, <laughs> but then we're kind of like, but we can't calm down because then, like, who's going to do it? Yeah. You know, and so. Yeah, we want to rally. We want to rally. Yeah. We want to rally yeah. everyone, you know. Yeah. Football to the world. Yeah. And, and, and then, yeah. And we want, like, I don't. It's going to be that. I think football is yeah. going to be that rally. because you, you should come. Like, it's, it's going to be, like, wild. Yeah, get out of yeah. Chicago. What's in Chicago? It's cold in uh, Chicago. Cold, cold weather now. So we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. see. Yeah, no, leave the hawk and come down south. Yeah, oh man. Like, come, come cover this. this. We, we just want people to really come and see and hopefully see what we've seen. And the reason it's a festival is because, you know, in, in Jamaica, in Trinidad, like Trinidad had like 10 bands at that game. They did. Like, they, they thought it was carnival, like when they, they were playing. Like, football... And, and and again, like, no, no disrespect, um, but, you know, a lot of times here in America, some of these games look a little clinical, you know, um, and, 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 and that's cool, you know, but this kind of game here, you're not going to hear like, no, these girls, these girls are coming to strike hard. Yeah. And and the thing is we have artists, you know, we have artists that are coming to, to perform. Um, we have a DJ, like one of the top DJs down here, GQ, who happens to be Jamaican, but he's like one of the top DJs on iHeart radio um then we have artists like casely we have we have byron we have byron salas who's actually the top costa rican urban artist Mm -hmm. you know and he's 23 years old and 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 he's amazing and then you know we have we have casely um you know and then you know we have this other guy that's been following the reggae girls around for like seven years seven years since he was Oh my gosh. Almost wanted 14? to quit school to like do yeah. games with us. That's my son's kid. Yeah, he's got a job now though. Yeah, he's, so got, he's a got a job. He's got a job. So what he can't he, follow yeah. us like that anymore. Yeah, but what he did do, he heard they were coming and, and we we're like, Yeah, but you gotta work. And he's yeah. like, Well, can I work over there? Can I work? Can I work that? Can I work that? <laughs> it's, like, well, it's, the, it's the party that nobody wants. <laughs> I love it. That's the, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. So it's like bring a vibe, yeah. That's the energy that 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 Concacaf football really needs. That the that the Caribbean and Latin American football really needs. That, that, that women's professional ball here really yeah. needs. Like, yeah. let's have some fun. We gonna get it. Yeah. We gonna get it. And, and I, the thing I look that- forward to. Uh, I look forward to to taking it all in and and, and seeing how it goes. Uh, for people who need the reminder that you cannot go there, you can you can watch it on the app. And uh, this has this has been a, just a wonderful conversation. I want to thank you both for spending some time with us today uh, to talk about everything. Uh, it's it's very, very inspiring uh, to hear this, but even more than that, it's it's empowering and it's motivating. And I think that's the that's the biggest thing. Hopefully this will uh, sort of spearhead some things and, and propel and launch things moving forward. And, and the fact that it's an annual event, I'm already excited for what's going to be the next one. So I want to thank everyone. Yeah, first else. everything, no. Come, don't, you know, you, you want to be able to say, I was at the first yeah. one. <laughs> I you want to be part, of the, be part of the history. I bought my ticket for October 24th, Sunday at five o'clock at Drive Pink Stadium because I wanted to be the first one. Yeah. I got my t-shirt. Yeah. I got my jerk chicken. Uh-huh. And I went over in that stand. Uh-huh. And I was there. And when the music went, she wanna catch a vibe. <laughs> and every time they went in the goal, they heard straight her. She wanna catch a vibe. And I was there. I was there. That's that's what 
You know, you gotta come. The trends, you gotta come. The trends, Lisa, you gotta come too. Yeah, thank you for having us. That's why you're the brain, Sidella. She says, I know I gotta have my cousin here to be the hype woman and hype it up. I love it so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Freedom Football is Freedom Festival is taking place on October 24, 2021, five o'clock in Fort Lauderdale's DRV King Stadium. Sidella Marley, this is Alan Murley. Thank you both so much for joining us today on Attacking Third. The Freedom is Football Festival. Don't forget, y'all. Check it out. Support. Conquer Caps. Women's Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.